Welcome to the Let's Kill It podcast. I'm Janice T, former corporate dropout turned full-time entrepreneur, creator, and lifelong learner. Every single week, I bring you mindset hacks and personal growth tips inspired by real stories and experiences. So if you're an inspiring entrepreneur, entrepreneur, online content creator, or someone who is really looking to grow your business or career and level up your life, well, you're in the right place. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the good stuff begin. Welcome to another episode and today I'm so excited to be talking about hidden secrets of the top 1%, what you must know to kill it and be at the very top of the industry. And so I think it's been really a perennial question of why are some people able to be right at the top of any industry, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's business, and why do they just seem so superhuman? And why is everybody else fighting so hard and maybe not even getting to the point of like the halfway mark or even a quarter or even five to 10% of where these top people are at. And today in this episode, I really want to break down some thought processes behind how to become the best in your industry. And unlike, I mean, not unlike a lot of other success secrets, the way to become the very best in your industry is not so elusive as one might think, is to actually work for it. That is the baseline understanding. And I think really the most underrated way to solidify your position in a market is A, you really have to understand that you have to actually get good at what you do. Like there is no shortcut. And this is something that, you know, came as a slap in the face again when I realized quite a few things recently that I'll get into. But the baseline understanding is that there is actually no hack. There is actually no secret. There is actually no magic pill. There is actually no no shortcut to success, right? You have to acknowledge and understand that the only way, the most underrated way, and the the thing that nobody wants to admit, nobody wants to realize, because it's just easier to think that somebody's born a genius. It's easier to think that someone made it there because they had a strategic network that they, you know, were just born into the right family, but that's not it. And you know what? Even if they were born a little smarter, even if they were born with a little bit more of a superpower, even if they were born with a better network, like to just attribute all of someone's success to that is not going to do you any good because there's like literally nothing you can learn. And so if you can reconcile that in your head and really look at the top 1% and know that the only way to actually really get there and stay there, by the way, which is a whole different thing, is to actually get good at what you do. You have to be good at what you do. And this realization is further strengthened by a few things I realized recently. And I want to share them with you because I think these perspectives would really help you if you are someone who is really striving towards becoming the very best, right? And you're just like, what are the, the ingredients? What 
do I have to do? What do I have to realize? How do I have to act? What do I have to think? What mindset do I have to have in order to be that? Then these three points might be really useful for you. The first point of realization of how do you really become the best, right? I mean, the top one percent in your industry is that people really, really grossly underestimate the amount of hard work, sheer hard work that you have to put in in order to actually become good, much less to become the very best, and. When people find out what it actually takes, the the truth is, most people are often unwilling to put in that amount of effort to get good, and this also means that if you are someone who really wants to be number one, and this is the good news, you have an advantage simply by having that desire to work to get there because. The fact is, a lot part of your competition self eliminates because when you realize what it takes to really be at the top, right? What could that mean, even on a smaller level? For example, if you really want to, you know, start a business and be really successful and dominate a particular niche on a baseline level to start, um, you're not gonna have all this time for Netflix. You're not going to be able to go out at least at the start to have those happy hour cocktails. You're not going to be able to take those random holidays because you're actually trying to build a freaking business and trying to grow your audience base and trying to build an engaged community and all of these things take time, effort, and money. And you're not able to go for all those fancy dinners because you would rather save the money to reinvest back into the business to buy yourself lead time and runway time. For your startup, right, especially at the very beginning, and even at the start, it already requires you to sacrifice so much. It seems just to get the business running, right? Much less to get good, and then much less to get to become the very best. And so the thing is, even on a baseline level, it's like the the cost is so much that a lot of people are just simply unwilling to put in. That much effort and to sacrifice that much to get good, and the people who remain, it's like you you just have less competition simply because after a while, people just drop out of the race, right? So you're left with competing with fewer people,、um, whoever is left in the race eventually, and obviously that's only at the very beginning. And when you grow your business, for example, to something that can replace a nine-to-five salary, or you grow your business to a six-figure level, then you will get to a point where the sacrifices become bigger, right? Like, how do you then、um, decide how to prioritize your relationships? Be it family, be it A romantic relationship, be it a marriage, be it with your kids, how do you juggle that versus your business, right? Because if you want to dominate and become the very best, that is your sole focus and that is your sole priority. But in this season of trying to get there, it also requires you to give up other priorities or to put some things into a secondary tier of priority. Right, so how do you navigate that that、um, 
tension between let's say family and kids versus growing your business and really giving everything you got to become number one in your industry and these costs and these sacrifices become much much bigger and so much more real the further you go on because the road to becoming good much less the very best is not easy and it requires you to give up more and more at the expense or in order to be able to fulfill this goal, right? And so I'm not saying that you have to stick by it. And you know, some people realize, hey, you know what? My priority is actually not becoming the best in my industry. It's actually my my kids and my family. I want to be there for them. Cool. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But then at this point, your priority shifts, which can happen for some people. And therefore they drop out of the race, right? And so the further on you go in your pursuit to get good and to become the very top due to different reasons, people drop out of the race and you're left competing with the other people, much fewer people, much smaller pool um, who are left who are equally as committed to becoming the very best in your industry. And you have an advantage and you guys, the ones who are remaining, have an advantage simply by your desire, your sheer desire to stay committed to the course, to becoming the very best in your industry. Because like I said, a vast, vast majority of your competition self-eliminates due to whatever reason and is not right or wrong. But the fact is people do drop out along the race and therefore if you stick to it, you have an advantage, right? Simply by staying the course, not giving up and keeping your eyes on the prize. But number one really was about how people underestimate the amount of hard work and sacrifice you have to actually put in to get good, much less to become the very, very best. And when they do, they self-eliminate. So that's one thing to realize in your pursuit to get to the very, very top. Number two, to get really good at something, you have to put in a hundred times the effort just to get 10 times better. However, the long-term payoff for this is often worth it if you stick with this consistently. Because if you think about it, like I think sports is probably the easiest way. If you think about the Olympics, the difference between the number one tennis player in the world and the number two tennis player in the world could be very small. But the leverage that you get out of it, and therefore, by extension of leverage, the economic advantage by being the very, very best is astronomical. Or if you imagine the difference between um, top athletes in terms of sprinters or runners, right? The difference between um, the best sprinter in the world and the second best sprinter in the world could be just a matter of seconds, right? It could be just three seconds faster for a 100 meter race, but the amount that they get paid for campaigns and the difference in the amount could be huge just by being able to say, I am the best sprinter, I'm the fastest runner in the whole world versus saying I'm the second best or second fastest runner in the whole world. Even though in reality, it's only a matter of seconds, the amount of training and the effort to get that good, even though the difference is a number of seconds, the leverage that you get out of that is huge. The economic advantage that you get out of that is huge. 
but the effort that you have to put in to get just that much better, that few seconds better, that one goal more, it's it's astronomical, right? It probably means that you don't ever rest because in the evening when you're resting, someone else could be practicing and getting better. And if they're practicing and getting better in the evenings, that means that they might have that three-second advantage over you instead of the other way around. So to get really, really good at something, you really have to put in a hundred times the effort just to get 10 times better because even though in a matter of reality it could be such a small difference in a matter of seconds right or with anything else the difference between number one and number two is not actually that great but the effort is so much more just to claim that first spot title however the reward is also usually a lot bigger right so you want to know that if i want to reap the unfair disproportionate advantage as a reward i have to put in an unfair disproportionate amount of work for it right and i think that's something that cannot be avoided at the same time don't lie to yourself and think like i'll just put in a little more work and i'll be able to get an unfairly disproportionate advantage no it doesn't work that way because when you're putting a little work then you're slacking off someone else out there is putting a lot of work and then not slacking off so how do you think you're going to be possibly better than them and obviously this is if you claim that your goal is to be the very very best in your industry then these are things that you might want to take into consideration right and just know that there's a cause and effect to get really good at something after put 10 times I have to put 100 times the effort to get 10 times better however that will also lead me to get disproportionate rewards but this is none of this is by luck as i always say right this is all by intentional hot work strategic work habitual work showing up when it's tough and all these other things right so none of this is by luck but when you reap the disproportionate returns that's when your disproportionate efforts earlier on would pay off so that's the second thing which is to get really good at something, you have to put way more effort to get better. However, returns are also disproportionately large. Now, the third point that I want to make about this and about really growing to be the very best in your industry is that you have to take a long-term view if you actually want to play the game. Like, you must be obsessed with your craft, whatever it is, whatever form of business you're in, whatever industry you're in, you have to be obsessed with your craft and you have to see it as a long-term project rather than a short-term, you know, sort of like enter and exit game. Why? Because you'll have to put in the hard work to actually get good at something first before you even see any results. And for a big project, sometimes this might take years to do before you even see any results, right? And there have been a few people who have said this, but you must have had something along the lines of, you know, successful people are able to be where they are because they can go on for long periods of time, staying on course without losing focus and staying on track, even without seeing the tangible results yet. And this sheer ability to be able to stay on track and to stay committed towards your goals and to back that with tangible action 
you know, day on day, week on week, month on month, year on year even, without being able to see the results yet, and yet still sticking to that and still taking the action necessary for things to move forward, this is actually what's going to propel you forward, right? Whereas obviously, a lot of people in the process would already have given up. And you know, you have to be able to take a long term view, you have to believe in a bigger vision, you have to know that I'm going somewhere. And so even if I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet, I know that it's going to be there. And therefore, I'm going to keep continue putting one foot in front of the other. So I have to be able to see as a long term project, if you see it as a short term project, you're going to give up prematurely, because you're going to think I've been here for X number of months, or even a year things I'm not really seeing, things go the way I want, I'm not seeing the results that I want yet, and therefore I'm going to give up, like there is no point. But if I understand that there is a three to five year horizon minimally for this, I'm not going to be freaking out at year one thinking, oh, why haven't I seen any results yet, right? Um, and if you can't deal with this, then not only may you prematurely give up, but... um if you cannot understand the concept of putting in the hot work to actually get good at something first before you see any results, and you just want to reap a huge benefit very shortly in or before you pay your dues by putting in the actual effort, um, then you won't really be able to see the full benefits of your work. Like imagine if you're building a business and a company and you just want to sell the business eventually you don't really care you don't really have a long-term view you just want to build something sell it off and hopefully with the money be able to relax and take things easy but there is really that's really not going to happen because in order to even build a good company and a good product you need time you need effort you need years sometimes to even build that right? And if you're not focusing on building that, you don't even have to worry about whether it's a long term or short term view, because chances are, if you're not good in your service, or you haven't even built a good product, or offer suite, you won't even have a chance to exit or just sell it to anyone anyway, because it's not a good product. And there are no buyers who even want to buy it from you and to offload your company from you in the first place, right? So the third point is pretty important because you have to really know where you're going, right? And you have to understand that in the moments where you don't see anything yet, you're on your way there, right? So you're not freaking out about it because you know it's typically between three to five years that let's say you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So you don't, you're not going to be questioning yourself every quarter like, why am I not seeing anything yet? Um, how come I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel? Should I give up? Because you understand that this is a long-term game and you understand that you have to pay your dues even if you can't see any results yet, that that is contributing towards the eventual light of the tunnel that you're going to see in three to five years. But in the meantime, while it's still dark, while you're still not seeing any signs, any visible signs at least, of the light at the end of the tunnel, you still have to understand that that's just part of the course and I'm going to stick to it. Right. So to recap quickly, if you want to be the very best in your industry, three realizations for you. Number one, people underestimate the amount of hard work that you have to put in to actually become good, much less to become the very best. And the people who do often give up halfway because they're simply not willing to pay the price. 
Number two, to get really, really, really good at something, you have to put in a hundred times the effort to get 10 times better. In other words, you're putting in a disproportionate amount of effort, resources, and hard work first. But then usually, if you can stick to that, the long-term payoff is also disproportionately large and better, and you get to reap the rewards. Number three, you have to take a long-term view if you actually want to play the game because the game requires you to put in first a lot of sacrifice, effort, and hard work without seeing any results in the short term. And you have to be able to do that constantly and consistently over time in order to actually start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So you have to understand that this is a long-term game and play it in a long-term way instead of giving up in the short term just because you don't see any immediate results, quote unquote. And I think the most important thing at the end of the day is to really ask yourself, like, when I say I want to be the best, do I really mean it? Given what is necessary to actually be the best, do I actually mean it when I say I want to be the best? Because a good reminder for all of us is that becoming the best is not easy, but it's not rocket science. A lot of these are things that we already know, we just don't want to do them. Or a lot of things are things that we've heard before, but we just kind of want to ignore it because we don't want to do the hard stuff. We would rather believe that there's a magic pill, we would rather believe that there's a hack, a secret of some sort, but there really isn't. It's often the boring, the hard, the consistent work that is actually required to become the best, that people are not willing to accept what they don't want to accept it. And unsurprisingly, because of this, you know, most people are simply not the best, right? The best people are people who recognize what game they're playing, realize that the boring, hard, consistent efforts is exactly what propels you forward obviously changing things and refining things in the process, but they're willing to do the cold, hard, boring work that most people simply are not. Therefore, they get to reap the results compounding over time that most people don't get to experience. So when it comes to how can we become the very best in the industry is to actually work for it. I hope that this episode gave you a few bits of food for thought, a few nuggets of wisdom. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope this is relevant for you. Um, and if you gain something from it, do feel free to screenshot, you know, um, an episode from this podcast, whether it's this episode, whether it's a quote that particularly resonated with you, tag me on Instagram at janice.t or on any other social media platforms. Thank you for being here and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I hope it inspired you on your journey towards that next level in your business and life. Make sure to check out the description for show notes with a full rundown of all the juicy details and important links that you need. Also, make sure to share this with a friend if you found this useful and subscribe here on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It would genuinely mean the world to me to hear from you. So share a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast and let me know which part of this episode resonated with you the most. In case no one's told you lately, you are amazing and absolutely capable of creating the extraordinary life that you dream of and deserve. Now it's time to go up there, 
do the hard stuff, and let's kill it.